Good evening, Fellowship Mosaic, friends and family. Will you stand with us and let's just start off tonight with a song of worship, one of my favorites, Yet Not, Yet Not I But Through Christ in Me. Let's give him the glory tonight for what he's doing in and around us.
only you through which we live and breathe and can have our being. Fill us tonight. Help us to see you, to taste your glory, and to bask in your goodness. We love you. Savior, I'm yours forever. 
Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. just take a moment to rejoice in our heart and mind and soul that you are the God of hope. We rejoice that you have given us hope in our loss and our fear and our anxiety. You've given us hope. Thank you for the inheritance that we have. Thank you for the calling and the destiny that we walk in. Lord Jesus, thank you. Will you read the offering prayer aloud with me together? Oh, Father, giver of all, every good and perfect gift comes from you. 
We ask you to accept these gifts and use them to your glory. May they bring shelter to the homeless, comfort to the sick, rest to the weary, and hope to the hopeless. As you multiply the offering of fish and loaves, multiply these to accomplish more than we can ask or imagine. We give freely and not under compulsion, for all we have is yours, Lord. Nothing we can give could match your great gift to us, your Son and your Spirit. Amen.
God's word tonight. Uh, hi guys, Mosaic family. Uh, my name is Elena Schuer. This is my husband John. Uh, we've been married for 19 years. <laughs> Woohoo! Is right. Um, we have four awesome kids. Josie is 17, Kaya 15, John 12, and Jules is six. Um, we have been a part of Mosaic for about 12 years, but a part of Broader Fellowship for 19. And weird side fact, I've actually been at Fellowship for 39 years. <laughs> Born and raised here. So. Yeah, over our time here, we've, uh, we've had the privilege and honor to serve in a lot of different capacities. I've worked with infants and toddlers, especially when our kids were small. I've had the uh, we've had the privilege of being a part of a lot of different community groups, and in this season, we host a seventh grade cell group, seventh grade boys cell group at the house. And then uh, I get the privilege of trying to play music with these guys uh, sometimes uh, on a monthly basis. So tonight we're going to read from Romans, Romans ten. Let's go to the Word. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one who they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. This is the word of the Lord. Good evening, Mosaic. Man, that's awesome. Great to be with you guys. Tonight, um, I'm Jason McMahon, and I am our global outreach team leader here for Mosaic. 
But more importantly, as I have been a church member here since about 2009, and before that, I was, I've been a basketball coach for about 25 years, 20 of those in Northwest Arkansas, and uh, me and my family attended here, and as Nick sometimes says, um, we've got to set in all the seats and do the different uh, roles um, of being at this church. And so then we moved on and we went to Africa. And so we were there for some years and we served with a team uh, that some of you guys know, Molly Hoop's team. And we were sent out and it's really fun that John and Elena were sharing scripture tonight with you guys. And I just thought, man, how cool is that to hear him read? How beautiful are the feet of those that go? And then verse 14 talks about being sent and these, we were sent by this church and by our good friends here that just got to read that passage. So thank you, God, for that uh, tonight. If you're new here tonight, we're starting a new series talking about how we grow together as a church. And so we're gonna take the next four weeks and we're gonna take a look at as a body of believers who believe in the one another's, how do we grow together through the Holy Spirit, through the word of God, through praise and song toward our Savior Jesus Christ as a group together. And so we're gonna take those, those weeks, look at it as a church. I get the privilege tonight to talking to you about how we're gonna grow for the nations. And any church that's growing is gonna have a heart for the nations and get to do that. But before we do that, last week we talked about serving others and we wanna honor people who serve, and we have a group amongst us every summer, Camp War Eagle staff, that serve their hearts out to serve our people. So I wanna introduce you to my daughter here on the screen. This is Adeline Faith McMahon. Look at that face. I mean, in that pure joy right there, guess where that's at? That's a Camp War Eagle. And these people served, and she's running toward, I like to think she's running toward prayer, but it's probably like free time. But um, they have served so well, and we're so grateful that they come and worship. Think about all week long. Every time, now I've lived in crazy places, and every time I go take my kids to drop them off at camp, I'm like, these people are crazy. Like, that they would do this and stay up late with kids, chase kids around. There's no way I could do this. And uh, we're grateful for them, and we just wanna say thanks. But while that picture's still up there, I also was thinking, Man, there's somewhere that we all, as a body of believers, as we grow, that we might be headed with that same face. Um, and that with this high value of serving, let's take a look at uh, Revelations uh, chapter seven, verse nine and 10. So I wanna start there because this is our future. This is what we're running toward with that face. If you have your Bibles, you can turn them there. Use, feel free to use the table of contents. I'm gonna highlight something for you. Isn't it cool that it's in our heart language? I have friends that don't have access to any scripture anywhere, and tonight you all are flipping pages to hear God's word in your heart language tonight as we get ready to read this. And so this is where we're headed. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne 
and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So let's take a look at the elements of this story. What's present? We've got a lot of people. It talks about that. A lot of people. They've got on white robes. That's curious. But they're from all the languages, from all the nations, and they're all crying out to God who's sitting on a throne and the Lamb, Jesus Christ, who's sitting on a throne, representing authority for all of heaven. So that's where we're headed. That's what we're headed to. Not an American Christianity, not a Middle Eastern Christianity, not an African Christianity. We're headed to the nation singing together, crying out in one voice, salvation belongs to the Lord. That's, that's gonna be super cool one day when we get there. So it's a heavenly worship service. So now that we know what our future is, I told you at the beginning I was a basketball coach, and so I, I'm kind of a nerd for strategy, and I love strategy and all. And so anytime we say, hey, we're gonna win the state title, this is our goal, then we've gotta back up from there and say, how does that happen? So if Revelation 7 is our goal, that's what's gonna happen to us. That's the vision of the future for us where we're gonna be there. How is that gonna happen? What is our role in this process? Is it worth it? That's an interesting question. Is it even worth it? And so we would ask ourselves, is this process going to be fun? Will it require a team or can we do it ourselves? Well, we have to sacrifice, of course, is the answer to all these questions, right? As we go to do these things for the nations. And so if we are a church and we wanna grow as a body of believers together, we're gonna need a clear vision, we're gonna need a clear mission as a church. And so we're super blessed that we've got great elders that put this before us and they call us to something. So I'm gonna read you our vision statement here on the, on the screen that a lot of you may or may have not seen before, but this is the vision of this church, to change the heart and soul of Northwest Arkansas and the world. That'd be great, right? Living in community with people whose hearts are changed for what? For Jesus, right? They're living by the 10 Commandments. They're living by the way of Jesus in community together. Now, I like our mission statement. I wanna take a look at this. It says, to produce and release spiritual leaders who know and express the authentic Jesus Christ to Northwest Arkansas in the world. It's often said like that. You notice how I'm mumbling the end? So my job, my role here, now I get, it's a job for me, but I told you before it wasn't my job. Before it was my role, I used to sit where you were and I'm like, hey, when are we gonna talk about the nations? And so I've been blessed with that opportunity to get up here tonight to lead us to worship in God's word in our language that we speak in our heart that's in our consciousness toward this. So let's take another look and I'm gonna read them again for you at our vision statement and our mission statement here because I want you to remember the last three words for us. Okay, so our vision, to change the heart and soul of Northwest Arkansas and the world, not just our community, it's both. It's not and, I mean, I'm sorry, it's not or, it's and, right? And so then our mission statement goes on to say to produce and release spiritual leaders who know and express 
Jesus to Northwest Arkansas and the world. And so when I read this, I see it in bold like this. This is where my mind goes. Let's see what God's word says about this. And did our elders base this on scripture? And so turn to Romans 10, chapter 10. The Schulers just read this for us. We're gonna start in verse nine and go to verse 10 here at the beginning. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that's all you have to do. If you're new here tonight, you don't know that. If your heart believes this is true and you wanna be a part of something like this and you confess it with your mouth, you will be saved from your sins. So in verse 10, it goes on to say, for it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and you are saved. So this is what we believe as a church mosaic. This is what we believe. This is all you have to do is believe it in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess it with your mouth and you will be saved from your sins. Now, I love to look at things from a upside down way sometimes and uh, from a different angle. I want you to think about in your life and no one ever told you that. Have you ever thought about that? What if there was no books written in your language to read to find out about that? We didn't have training center classes. We didn't have a church to go to. We didn't have a building. You didn't have a missionary coming to you. Nobody was praying for you. You didn't have a community of believers. Whereas we go to each other, right? And we find where God is working because Mosaic is a church that's based on life change stories. We wanna tell life change stories here of each other and how Jesus has changed our hearts so that we can express it to Northwest Arkansas and the world. And so think of the, the anxiety that you would face if you had none of these things. You think of your future and it always has Jesus in it. I read that to you, Revelation 7. You, you know that's where you're headed. You have confidence of those things. And so, what if you don't? What if that's not there? So let's go further down in the passage. Just go straight to verse 13 and take a look. Romans 10, verse 13, 14, and 15 here. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? So if they haven't believed in him, how can they call on him? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard, and how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Okay, I wanna talk about that slowly and go through it just kind of verse by verse and make sure that we caught it, uh, that everyone is doing that. Um, so in verse 14, it says, how, how then can they call on the, the one that they have not believed? But before they can call on Jesus, their heart has to leap to belief, right? Like it has to jump at belief. And then their mouth goes to crying out for Jesus and then they receive salvation. And then it goes on to say, how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? Does that seem like a problem? That that exists? And so sometimes people say, oh, well they would probably still go to heaven but well, then the worst thing the church could ever do is missions. Global outreach would be the worst thing that a church could ever do. 
And then that would mean that Jesus told us to do that in the Great Commission and in Acts and many other places here in Romans. That'd be one of the worst things we could do. So how can they do that? We have a problem, church. Like, and what is that problem? Let's keep going. And how can they hear the message without someone preaching it to them? Well, it feels like we can fix that, right? We can send people to preach to them. We can do that. We've done that before. We have a history of success of those things. And how can they preach unless they are sent? So I'm gonna tell you where we're headed tonight. I'm gonna remind you of the last three words of our mission statement, of our vision statement. It's actually the, the last three words that Jesus says before he goes to heaven. And so what does that mean? I'm so glad you guys asked, by the way. Thanks for that question. So take a look at this map. This is gonna make me feel so much better. I taught seventh grade geography before, by the way. Now, don't check out. I know you guys have done that before in your seventh grade geography class. Our tech team was like, oh, we can't put that map up. It's so terrible. And they really made this really beautiful one. But this one makes me feel good and it helps me communicate. So thank you guys for letting me use this one. On this map, do you see the red? What do you think the red means? Let me tell you. The red is sometimes called the 1040 window. You probably heard that term. And so another term that we'll use sometime is there's unreached people groups that live there. What does unreached people groups mean? Well, it means that less than 3% of the people that are in that group know about Jesus Christ, less than 3%. So think about if you knew 100 people, that means one of them would know about Jesus in that context. I don't know about you guys. Some of you probably have 100 friends. I don't even have 100 friends. There's probably not 100 people who even like me. And so... It's pretty tough if you're in that area right there, right? To get to the gospel. Unengaged, so I told you unreached, unengaged. Let's talk about what that is because you hear those terms sometimes and these are so like intimidating like missions terms that are scary sometimes. Unengaged basically means no one's praying for you, no one's coming, no one's planning to come. There's no missionary there, there's no church there. Nobody's translating the scriptures. No one's writing a book about Romans for you. I have a story of a family one time that the person had learned a different language and they had heard some of these things about Jesus. And they're like, when will they send a missionary to tell my people this good news? And the guy said, I don't know. And he said, well, that answer is unacceptable. And this is all going through translation. And he said, when will I, my people group, get someone to tell this good news and read these verses for us in my language? And they said, we don't know. And he said, that answer is unacceptable. When will we get someone? And he says, when all the white-haired men are dead, we, we pray that someone begins to pray for you and that you'll get it. And the guy said, that answer is unacceptable. And so in this red area, I want you to know some statistics, okay? So of all the giving that Christians give, so Christians give toward things, of all the giving that we give, we give 5.6% on a national average to missions. So 5.6% of all of our givings goes to missions as a Christian group, okay? 1% of that giving, or in other words, I'm really bad at statistics and good at geography, but 0. .0005 of all that we give goes to the red area, right there, okay? Any justice warriors out there? 
Like this is where sex trafficking starts, right here in this red area. This is where slavery still exists. Like I have met a slave before, someone who's out of slavery. Indentured servanthood still exists. Economic colonization still exists in these areas. And so we're calling to you, justice warriors, to go to this red area. Scripture, Romans 10, is calling you to this area. Let's talk about the yellow area a little bit. The yellow is Europe. You see it? Russia and Europe, a little bit in Africa. If you look closely, you can even see a little bit in Indonesia and the islands to the southeast east there. Well, in Europe, the map's kind of going the wrong way. They're walking away from Christ and worship of Christ. And in Indonesia, it's going the right way. Like we're making headway. It's actually happening. And we have a Mosaic family that's sent out to that area. We have five other fellowship families that are sent out to that area that are working in that area to, that have, are part of that yellow. That's really encouraging. And then the green area. And this is where I think a lot of people who have my role miss it, is the green area is full of lost people, right? Your neighbors, your friends, the people you work with, your family, there's still lost people there. But they can come and talk to you and get the truth. They can pick up a Bible in their language and get the truth. So the call is to this red area. And so I told you those statistics, 5.6% of all giving, one, about 1% of that 5.6% goes to this red area. So our team is zeroed in on the red area. Okay, can I do a few embarrassing statistics for you of things we spend more money on than we do the red area, right? And a lot of you guys are gonna be safe on some of these first ones. Number one, tattoo removal. We spend about double on that than we do the red area. Second one, this is gonna catch some more people. How about pet grooming? We spend more on pet grooming sometimes than we do the red area. We're probably all gonna be guilty by the time I get done reading this, by the way. Number three, streaming services. Right? Number four, golf balls. Five, fishing. Let's keep moving fast past that one. Six, ladies, getting our nails and toes done. Those are things as Christians that we generally, almost all of those, we spend double of what we spend going to that red area to take it. Okay, those are guilt trips, guilt trip over, okay, for that. Because I think those stats might be a little disingenuous. You know what the real problem is? Nobody will go to the red area. I found you guys to give the money. I found you to pray for people. That's been my experience. The call is for people to go to the red area, for people to zero in where they don't have this access, where they're unreached, they're unengaged, these things, because mosaic, this is a problem, because we forget what the Lord has done for us, and we forget the first part of these verses, that salvation comes from belief, then confession, and that others need a shot at that and all that it's done for us in community here. So, the good news is that you guys are pretty awesome sometimes, and we have a plan to go to the red area. So, I wanna introduce you, well, first, 
first our plan, Bible translators. We gotta translate, right? We gotta translate the Bible. You see the need for that. It's obvious if we don't have the scriptures, how will they hear from God? And so I'm gonna introduce you to a mosaic family, Eric and Julie Blanton. Awesome family, right? The Blanton's right there. They're from here. Some of you guys are older and you know them. Some of you are newer and you don't know them yet. They used to be here every Saturday night and they love this place. I met with Eric recently and he said, oh, Jason, our heart breaks. We miss Mosaic. We just love it. We can't find a church exactly like it because now they live in Dallas, okay? Julie and I, fun fact, we used to teach elementary school, I mean, I'm sorry, middle school together in Salem Springs in the same hallway. And Eric used to work at Walmart and he had a great job and he was getting moved up and doing well there and they felt this calling and they said we would go and support the people who are doing translation. That meant they had to move to Dallas, they talk on the phone, they care for, they go visit, they coach, they train those that are translating the scriptures. And so Eric wanted us to know that he misses us, he grieves not being here with his family, church family, and his family, but it's worth the sacrifice for seeing scriptures put in people's language for the first time ever. And so we honor them because they did it. And this is something that is happening at Mosaic that verses are being translated because of this family. Okay, second prong of what we wanna do as a global outreach team is church planning amongst the unreached. And so we wanna go to that red area, okay? We've got strategies for the green area, we've got strategies for the yellow area, but that red area is what I'm here to call you to, and the world, that part where they don't have it. And so, I told you earlier, I'm a Mosaic family, and I wanna tell you a little bit about my story. Let me introduce you to two of my friends here in this next picture. So the guy with the big smile, his name is Issa. The guy with the dirty shirt, that's Lasina. These are two of my best friends in the world. I love these guys. Still talk to them today. Isa is a gardener and Lasina is a truck washer. He washes like cement trucks and big trucks uh, with power washers and that kind of thing. Well, my teammate who's still out there in the field working met Isa because he was buying some flowers and he needed some dirt. And he was living his life out loud, and a lot of you may know this, a lot of you may not. Isa in Arabic is Jesus. That's what the translation for that name is. And he says, do you know what your name means? And he says, I do not. He says, Jesus. And he goes, wow, the prophet Jesus, what an awesome name I have. And he goes, eh, not so fast, my friend. I'm not sure he's a prophet. And he says, this book right here tells of the life of Jesus and how we should live our lives if we follow him. And Isa said, I'm interested in that. I'm interested why I'm named that and what the prophet Isa would say. And so he agrees that he would study the Bible once a week. And then we do this hard thing and we say, you got any friends that would be interested? And he says, yes. And he says, Lucina would come and he would study the Bible. And so, in this next picture, I wanna show you what it looks like, his garden. That's my kids, my two sons. See the girl in the red pants? Her name is Habi. That's short, a short name for her, but her name is Habi. We studied, we sat underneath this tree and we studied for 20 
months. God's Word. It was very hot, very dusty. It was a tough setting, and we studied. So these are all, these guys were all Muslims in the past. And then, Habi, I'm sorry, Isa, when we get to the end of the 20 months, says, I believe this is true. I believe my community should know this. But you see, Jason, I've been a Muslim my whole life, and I can't walk away from that. He goes, I'm sticking with it. My heart broke. I love this guy, and we've invested, and he's read God's truth, and he said it was true. Placina says, Jason, I believe this is true. I believe my community needs to know this. I can't believe we've never heard this before. I need more proof. I've got to read the whole Bible before I would believe. I'm not ready yet to make that call. And then Habi says to me, she goes, Jason, you don't understand. I know this is true. It's in my DNA. It's in my heart. And she says, I believe, and I want to follow Jesus for all of my days. And you don't understand how hard it's going to be and what the persecution is going to be like for me. My dad's going to be so angry, and he's going to be upset with me. But I have to chase the truth that's in my heart. Her heart leapt at belief. She confessed with her mouth. She received salvation in that moment. So I take her to my wife, Melissa, and I say, you got to disciple this girl. And so Melissa does discipleship, life on life, which is a great way to do it. And she takes Javi and she goes to this next place that we're gonna show you a picture of here. And they serve for two years at this place, okay? And so this place is a, is a landfill, is what it is. See those kids? So in the north where we lived, became under Sharia law, there was war, there were battles, those kind of things. And they had horrible things happening to them. People had been killed, babies thrown down wells, all these kind of things. And so these people retreated from that area and they came to the capital city looking for reprieve from their government. And their government said, go back home, we don't want you here. We don't wanna finance it, we don't wanna help you. Go back home, you're, you're in a nuisance. We're trying to live our lives in the city here. These people are heartbroken. They can't, we can't go back home. It's war-torn. They said, what will we do? One of their people said, I have a landfill that's full that we're not using anymore from their people group, from their unreached, unengaged people group, said, you can live on top of the landfill and you can make a life for yourself and your family there. And so that's what these families did. They began to try to make a life there. And I told you earlier, there was no missionaries, there's no church there's no scriptures translated. And so for two years, Habi and my wife and my kids went and served there all the time, meeting needs, meeting needs, meeting needs. And you see, my wife had learned three languages, but those people didn't speak any of those three languages. And she would sit at the table like this in such frustration of how do I get the good news to these people? They're so sweet. Well, the cool thing is, is God cares way more than I do, cares way more than you guys do about these people. And he paved a crooked road and he made it straight. And he gave these people the ability to learn language and they began to learn the local national language. And Habi is a master language learner. And she's a new believer 
walking out there and she begins to learn their language. And we get overlap and they begin to share the things that you and I share here every Saturday night about the good news and about how our lives are changed. And they begin to share those things. And, she, and Melissa shows on an iPad mini, she shows them the Jesus film and the Old Testament version of the Jesus film. It's six minutes long. And after being in chat rooms and chat rooms, figuring out how to get it in their language, they watch it and the men go, I understand. Why has no one told us that someone came to fix our sin problem? Why has no one sent anyone to tell us this? How long ago did this happen? And sadly, she's like a long, long time ago. It happened. Because of this girl and her faithfulness and her confession, God began to do miracles there. Someone was healed. There was an older woman that could never have a baby. They prayed for her. She had a baby. And God was making these crooked paths straight. And so I want to show you um, this next uh, picture here of a bunch of believers who believed because they heard in a language they could understand and they confessed with their mouths that Jesus was Lord. And the four, there's four men in this picture who are now sharing the gospel with other people from the stories they memorized, from the recorders we gave them, from the old iPad mini that probably doesn't work anymore. And they are now doing this for their people. And we're so grateful, Mosaic, because in verse 14 it says, how will they hear if no one sends them? And you sent us. And we're grateful for that. And these people, I'll introduce you to them in heaven one day. And it'll be really cool. And you guys will be like, man, Romans 10, that's awesome. And so I want to show you one more way, if this is compelling at all to you, that you can get involved here. And so I'm going to bring up my friend Ashish Sadai, who's our new resident. And you see that I wrote here on the screen, the nations are here in Northwest Arkansas. And you know this, right? Because you see them at your grocery store. You see them everywhere. So they're amongst us. God brought them right here because of Walmart, J.B. Hunt, Tyson's, all these enterprises that we have here that we're grateful for. So Ashish Sadai. Ashish, we're so glad you're here tonight that you chose to be a resident. Introduce yourself a little bit. Let us get to know you. Hey, Mosaic. Uh, good evening. My name is Ashish Sadai. I come from Nepal. Uh, falls in one of those, uh, in that red map, if you look up there, but yeah. I uh, came to the United States two years ago uh, as a graduate student, uh, graduated last May with MBA and IT, and was all set uh, to go to Marketplace, uh, do some um, business analysis or product management. Uh, however, uh, residency with uh, fellowship popped up, prayed a lot about it, was not planning to do that, but I felt God was pushing me to do this. So here am I, serving with Mosaic in community group under Colin Jackson. So he's smart. He's not a basketball coach. He's an IT MBA guy. So we're blessed to have him. And I know for a long time we've prayed about diversity and God, the nations are here. How do we do this? And it's a really cool long story that we won't tell you all now, but you can hear more of later about how he got here. Ashish, tell us what you're hoping to do in your year that you're here with us, man. Yeah, my hope and prayer for us, Mosaic, as I'm calling this my family now, it's been two months, uh, is for us to we'll go out. It. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
is it for us to go out there and love the international foreigners that we have in our area? So that's my hope for us to do together. Uh, as we all know, as you mentioned, there are thousands of internationals, foreigners living in this area. And guess what? Majority of them, I've hung out with a lot of them. Majority of them come from that red, red zone that we just saw. How convenient that God brought them here amongst us today. And guess what? In my experience, over 80% of these foreigners have never set a foot in an American household. 80%. 80%? What would you say? You've, you've hung that, out with them. That's a high number, man. I, my experience probably tells me it's like 99%. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, yes. He's, he's, he's about right. Yeah. So they are living in, in the U.S., but they, are they living in the U.S.? I, I don't know if they are. Mm-hmm. So as a church mosaic, let us love them. Because being foreigner is not easy. What would you say? Yeah, no. no yeah, I've, I've experienced it very <laughs> So what can we do? What do you want us to do? Uh, How can we join yeah, in? Being yeah. foreigner is not easy. And, uh, and I think that is why also why God in Old Testament and even New Testament talks a lot about uh, loving foreigners. One, a verse being, do not mistreat foreigners and love them as you love yourself. Because you once were foreigners in Egypt. Uh, yeah, so they want, they, they, as, as you mentioned, they want to learn more about American culture. They want to make local friends. Who would not? They don't want to feel like an outsider. Just like I don't feel like an outsider when I'm with you all. Uh, the body of Christ. I don't feel like an outsider when a, when a brother from Mosaic comes and fix my car when I'm not able to. I don't feel like a... Someone from here fixed your car that was broken? Yes, and I was not, it was going to cost me a lot, but they took care of me. Yeah. This is what people don't experience, though. Yeah, and, and when I go and share these things to them, they're like, what's going on? What is that? When I share this, this to my international friends who are not believers, and they crave for this community. And um, yeah, by this shall all men will know that you are my disciples when they will see the love that you have for each other, John 13, right? So yeah, I'm here to partner with you all, with us, to learn to love well the international community that God has blessed blessed us with in Northwest Arkansas. Um, You don't have international friends, to answer your question? I have some. You have? Yeah. If you don't have international friends, come talk to me. We go out, I introduce you to some international people. If you already have, let us come together and um, pray about how can we love them well. In, in a way that reflects authentic Christ. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my appeal to us Mosaic today, is to let's go out and give these foreigners a community that you have and I have, that, that is different than what the world has to offer them. What an opportunity for us guys. Like, you wanna be friends with an international? They like barbecues? Oh yeah, love barbecues. Like so Labor Day uh-huh. or Thanksgiving? My favorite is always to invite an international jump on a trampoline for the first time. Yeah. I like that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. No excuses, right? God has called us to this. And I think it's really important, guys, that we realize that he hasn't called missionaries. He hasn't called me. He hasn't called him. He's called us to this. And so it's an important thing as we grow together that we do this. And so I want to pray for Ashish and uh, turn it over to Scott. God, we thank you for Ashish and just how you have woven this all together. You brought us a guy from Nepal who can speak many languages, who's really smart, here to help us connect with internationals. Lord, we pray right now that you bless us and you let us serve the, the people that are here to, um, to, to make friends with them and to invite them to our house. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with us and respond in worship together?
You left the grave behind you, so alive. 
together sing Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. One more time. and what my heart's bursting with so many good things to say to you guys and thank you uh, for tonight I'm glad that we got to do this but I want to leave you with this is a calling for all of us and so I want to show you a list here on the screen of what God may be calling us to and then the first one is God calling you to send because how will they hear if we don't send anybody I have good news we have four people who've told me, discern with me as a church from Mosaic. We go to that red area if you send us. They want our prayer. They want us to send them. They're from our church, from this congregation. And they said, train us, equip us, send us out. Is God calling you to pray and encourage others? Is he calling you maybe to go on a trip? Is he calling you to do something in the midterm? What does that look like? Can you go for a summer, for a month? Can you go for a year as a gap year? Could you work remotely for a year going to the ministry? Is he calling you to go to that red area? And that was so hard for my heart to get there because I never felt like I could stand up here and ask you tonight to do that if I wasn't willing to make that prayer in my own heart. God, would you send me again? And I say that with intrepidation. And so we gotta remember and the world so, as we close out tonight, you want to connect with Ashish. He's going to be in the back at the foyer, and he'll talk to you, and he would love to do that. We're going to have a prayer team at the back. You see those areas marked, and they would love to pray with you because this is not the kind of decision you make on your own. This is something we do as a body of believers who's growing together. That's why we have a global outreach team here so that we can discern this and equip and train together. And so our prayer team wants to begin that prayer with you tonight about what is God calling you to do? What is your role in this? And then finally, you can see right here, I just wanted to make it super simple so you can go to the website and you can find Global Outreach. This is what it'll look like. There it is, fellowshipmosaic.org. And you can connect with us. You can send us an email. We can go drink coffee. We can drink smoothies. We can hang out. We can go on a walk. Ashish would love to do that. I would love to do any of those things. And let's talk about this. I have two more hours to talk to you about this stuff, but they only gave me a few minutes, Scott. So with these connection points, Scott's got a few more for us to close out here tonight. Yeah, yeah, stay standing just for a second. We got a couple more events. It's August, and so there's a lot of things happening. Uh, first off, if you got a 6th through 12th grade 
incoming sixth through 12th grade student, that means that I and Bethany Donahue and Aaron Mattingly, my team, would love to get to know your kid. We got fall retreat coming up for FSM, as well as cell groups kicking off right after fall retreat in, uh, in September. Please sign your sixth through 12th grader up for fall retreat and get, make sure they're in a cell group. Uh, women's events, we got a lot of women's events coming up soon, including some moms groups, um, as well as a, a moms gathering. Write that down. Um, and I think we have a sage group that's kicking off as well. Um, yeah, 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 a sage women's group as well. So go to the website to find more information on these women's events, as well as women's studies that are kicking off soon. There's a lot of things happening with the women in our church in August. This is exciting. Um, there's a serve slide that we've been showing the last couple weeks, just ways to serve in Mosaic, Fellowship Mosaic anywhere. Um, and this just shows you the actual needs, the number of people, the slots that we have that we'd love to fill in these different areas for service uh, to lead amongst the body. So please jot down one of these if one of these catches your eye and you feel passionate about pursuing that. Um, and speak to us in the foyer to know who to connect to in the info booth. Uh, and also, if you are a teacher or a school faculty or administrator, will you raise your hand, please? Thank you so much for everything you do for our community. We would love to just bless you with a meal and a time to tell you how incredible you are on August 19th. We need people to RSVP to that appreciation dinner. Um, and so, because we wanna know how many people are gonna be coming to that. So please jot that down on your calendar. If you're a teacher, a faculty, or administrator, we'd love for you to be at this um, dinner on the 19th of August so we can celebrate you and thank you. Okay, that's it. Happy Saturday, happy August. I know you guys have a million things going on. Let me pray over us one more time before we leave. God, give us peace, please and rest amidst all the things happening. I look over this body, my brothers and sisters in this room, and I just know there are so many worries and reasons to be anxious. There are so many prayers. There are so many pleas. It's a lot of joy and excitement lately and probably a lot of fear and frustration. This is a busy time, so we just ask that you'd mark us by your peace, that you would answer prayers, that you would show us how you're moving, and you'd teach us how to be obedient. Amen. All right, Mosaic family, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And people said, thanks be to God. Good night.